0: Aloha and good morning. This is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach. We've taken our 2 months hiatus off for the summer, and we're back now doing our catechism. We decided we're going to start calling it Catechism in a Year. So uh, uh, we hope to go through... Actually, the way we're going to do it is we're going to do three uh, yearly cycles. The first year that we've been working on is Year One, uh, Part One of the Catechism. So the Catechism has four parts, and we're going to do each Part One, in cycle year 1, part 2 and 4 and in year 2, and then part 3 in year uh, 3. So we're going to go through each of those parts in a year. Aloha, Jane. Good to see you. So we're in we're paragraph 643 of the Catechism. Given all these testimonies, Christ's resurrection cannot be interpreted as something outside the physical order. And it is impossible not to acknowledge, acknowledge it as a historical fact. It is clear from the facts that the disciples' faith was drastically put to the test by their master's passion and death on the cross, which we, which he had foretold. The shock provoked by the passion was so great that at least some of the disciples did not at once believe in the news of the resurrection. So so many people say, well, the 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 myth of Jesus Christ's resurrection was uh, was uh, you know uh, developed by these these uh, disciples, these apostles of his, uh, to kind of help start a new religion. Well, these were the sa- these were the men that that were uh, ran from Jesus during the time that he was being um, uh, tortured, and only John was at the cross. These men were very scared, and in fact, after the resurrection, you see them hide, hiding out for quite a while. Uh, even Jesus, when he, when he returned to them, uh, it wasn't until Pentecost when the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the tongues of fire fell on them that you began to see them working out, proclaiming the gospel in a bold way. And so you see by the very lives of the apostles that they went from being very scared for their lives Uh, to being bold to the point of 11 of the, of the, of the uh, 11, 10 of the 11, like, okay, so Judas uh, killed himself, um, but 10 of the remaining 11 were all martyred. Those aren't people that made up a myth so they could start a new religion. That would be a really bad idea. Really tough to start a new religion in Rome. Rome, Rome uh, was... um, I guess not sympathetic, but allowed um, existing religions to continue to exist. They didn't try to stop those, but any new religion they saw it as an upstart religion, something that could be revolutionary by its nature, and so they were very opposed to new religions. Uh, Christians during the first um, seventy years or so during, were, uh, you know, were first primarily Jews, and so they 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 were protected under the under the sense that they were a sect of the Jewish religion. Uh, but in time, of course, the Jews rejected that and, and uh, letters were sent out, Paul being the greatest persecutor of the church to destroy the church. So this is, this is catechism is teaching us that given all these testimonies, Christ's resurrection cannot be interpreted as something outside the physical order. And it is impossible not to acknowledge it, it as a historical fact. It is clear from the facts that the disciples' faith was drastically put to the test by their master's passion and death on the cross, which he had foretold. The shock provoked by the passion was so great that at least some of the disciples did not believe in the news of the resurrection. Remember St. Thomas. St. Thomas the doubter. Praise God for St. Thomas and his doubt because... It is because of St. Thomas touching the wounds of Christ that we know Jesus didn't rise again as a shade, as a a ghost, uh, as a spirit only. But he he rose again uh, and his body was glorified and resurrected. Now, a resuscitated body is different than a resurrected body. A resuscitated body is uh, one that Jesus, um, you know, pray and they would be brought back from the dead. Elijah did the same. Uh, Paul did the same. But when a body is resurrected, it comes, it, it's in its glorified state. It, it is, it, our bodies, when we're in heaven, eventually, when we're reunited with our bodies, we'll be able to taste and eat, of course, the marriage supper of the lamb. We'll be able to, I think we'll be able to surf and we'll leap and we'll have all the great sense of physicality because God the Father loves our human bodies. He loves the material world. Isn't it cool how he came up this with this incredible idea for the material world. And when you look at the human body under a microscopic microscope, you know, not just a microscope, but a microscope among microscopes, and so you just look at the structure of a single cell, it looks like a busy city in there, you know, with uh, gates and doors and all. In other words, um, God conceived of this wonderful uh, physical world. And then he said, I'm going to make, uh, I think I'm going to, and he, of course, he made angels, which are only spiritual beings which I shouldn't say only, but they don't have a body. And then he made animals and dogs and, and uh, you know, uh, dolphins and and deer. and But he didn't give them a spiritual soul. Uh, it is only man where heaven and earth are connected. We're half heaven and half earth. We have a physical body, but a spiritual, rational soul. That's how we know we're made in God's image, because God... Uh, said I, we will make them in our image, right? The Trinity, uh, the three persons of the Trinity, having that 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 uh, mutual agreement. And how were we made in God's image? Because we have a spiritual, rational soul, and that's what gives man. That's what gives us our dignity. And so the beautiful thing is that uh, once we die, we go to um, probably a place called he- a part of heaven called purgatory. Of course. Uh, there is a reality of hell. uh, But if we don't go to hell, then, uh, and by the way, all those in hell are there because of their own choice, right? C.S. Lewis said, ultimately, in the end, there's only two types of men. Those to whom, who say to God, thy will be done, and their destiny is in heaven. And those to whom God says, thy will be done. So, um, but but if we are, if we, by god's grace and our cooperation with his grace the lovely dew fall from heaven uh, then we uh, may go to a place called purgatory first which is a wonderful place it's a place uh, where people everyone there is on their way to total freedom but it's a place where we kind of go through rehab like i ripped a muscle in my hip recently and and i'm rehabbing it by stretching it and walking and stretching it and and it's painful but um, I'm on the way to total freedom, right? That it's a physical, it's a, it's a spiritual uh, rehabilitation that we go through in, in purgatory. Uh, in other words, when we die, it's not like God says, okay, you're going to heaven presto changer, you are perfect and you're not gonna have any pride or any uh, angst or any passions that you can't control. No, we go to a place uh, called purgatory, a place of purification and purgation and the suffering there that we feel is really that suffering of rehabilitation. It's a suffering of, of seeing that Jesus is right there but not being able to be totally before him and uh, that desire for him begad, begins to help us purge away all of our selfishness and all of our um, personal pride and all of our personal agenda until we're totally prepared by our own choice, by our own releasing of these, these things. Uh, to be able to see Jesus face to face, you know, sin is not like a—it's a, a, not like you have a perfect soul and then there's a splotch of sin there and it's a dark spot there and a dark spot there. Sin is something that twists us. It—it—it—it it, 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 uh, sin is something that makes us not who we really are, right? its, it's it damages us, and so purgatory is a place where we uh, are fortunate enough to go. To have our soul rehabilitated and our heart saying yes to the Lord more and more, till we've let go of everything, and uh, and then we go, we get to see. Then we go and we, we live in heaven with the beatific vision. But have you know, people have the mistaken impression of what purgatory is? Um, you know, Paul wrote about it. Some shall be saved, but as if but through fire, and that fire is the fire of God's love that burns away the dross. Whatever Dros is left until we can live and see him face to face, so the resurrection is important. But in purgatory, we will not have our bodies. We are not rejoined to our bodies until the last, uh, the last uh, judgment. And so, but God loves our physical bodies, and we're going to long for our physical bodies. I'm looking forward to uh, laying this body down and and seeing God face to face. But I'm looking forward to having this physical physical body that god gave me and getting to do really cool stuff with it you know so anyway Christ's resurrection wasn't just that he was resuscitated he he walked and moved in his glorified body in other words he could be in a room and then suddenly be in another room and yet he could eat and drink with it so christ's resurrection is 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 shows you how much god loves our human bodies and of course that's why we believe that uh the human body is of incomparable worth, that humans are of incomparable worth from the moment of their conception. And that's why we believe that the Eucharist is so important, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ that we receive. Uh, you know, our brothers and sisters that don't receive the Eucharist, uh, some some uh, some non-Catholics, well, a lot, a lot of Catholics don't believe in the Eucharist, as being the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, but a lot of beautiful Christians don't don't believe in the communion and don't receive the Eucharist. They may receive a may have a communion service, but they don't really receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. They don't believe that, and so cross myself with the police cars going by. Um, and so, though they have grace and they 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 are trusted in Jesus, and they will be they will go to heaven, you know, as they participate in God's grace they don't have this wealth of supernatural grace that comes in the Eucharist you know the body blood soul and divinity as an athlete uh you know in 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 our walk we are either getting weaker or stronger every day you don't stand still and as an athlete I know when I don't eat healthy food I know that I am what I eat you know and so uh we are what we eat and so when we receive Jesus Christ it's not that we uh we uh, it becomes us, it's like we become him, one of the early church fathers said. So I'll finish this up. Christ's resurrection, okay, so the shock provoked by the passion was so great that at least some of the disciples did not at once believe in the news of the resurrection. Far from showing us a community seized by a mystic, mystical exaltation, the gospels present us with the disciples demoralized, looking sad and frightened, Frightened, terrified, for they had not believed the holy women returning from the tomb. Remember, it was the women that went, and saw that Jesus had rose from the dead. They didn't believe the women returning from the tomb and had regarded their words as an idle tale. When Jesus reveals himself to the eleven on Easter evening, he upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. So on Easter evening when he saw them, uh, he said, again, you little faith. Jesus always encourages us to grow in faith. Hey, I want you to know we have uh, we took this two, this two months off this summer. We'll be back every weekday. Uh, but there's something new and exciting that we've done. I think you might see a link there. Right now, we're working on it for the women too. But right now we have uh, Bear schoolofmanliness.com. Uh, we're moving the man cave to, a, to another site, and we have also have 36, uh, a cycle of 36 lessons for the men. So they go through three years, and every month has uh, five or six or seven or eight lessons within it to learn the different rules of manliness. I just received my contract today from Charlie McKinney at Sophia Institute Publishing uh, so that I can be again writing my next book, and it's on the rules of manliness. So we invite the men to go there, and the women. Very soon, we'll be launching the Mama Bears uh, site as well. So we love you, Mama Bears. We love you, men. Until next time, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. In the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, aloha.